the winner to organize the 222 FIFA World Cup is Qatar. Put your flags up in the sky. Canada is going to the World Cup. 32 have become two. There can only be one world champion. Road to the World Cup. Welcome back to the Jazz. Joe Hall show. If you're joining us earlier, we were talking about some of the challenges that Qatar uh, is dealing with uh, on a round of variety of issues from either human rights record, uh, treatment of LGBTQ um, uh, individuals, and of course, human rights uh, uh, conversations as well. But there is actually a football or soccer tournament going on, and it does bring the world together, and we're huge fans. Joining us now is Ryan Lee Hall, one of our producers, who's a big soccer fan, so I want him to update all of us on what's been going on and transpiring on the pitch and off the pitch. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Jazz. So what are your thoughts so far and what you've sort of seen over the last, uh, I guess, the first games were, game was on Sunday, but just what you've been sort of watching over the last 48 hours or so? You know what? Uh, it's kind of hard to believe that, hey, there's actually soccer going on at this World <laughs> Cup. There's been so many different other storylines, and I've never seen that ever in all my time watching World, World Cups or just watching World Tournaments, Olympics, doesn't matter what it is. This is the one for me that hasn't quite felt like an actual World Cup. Now, the games itself, they're fine. Like, the games are, are entertaining. They're great. It seems normal, but it's still not quite normal, if you know what I mean. I don't know if you've watched any of the games. Yeah, here. I mean, I, try, I, I tried watching one today, uh, and I probably will be watching many more just here at, at the office, particularly when Canada's playing. Um, but you're used to this occurring at a different time of the year compared to now, That's right? That's another thing. That's yeah. another thing, right? So it is different. I think we've, you know, FIFA's bent over backwards for Qatar, and I think it's, it's, it's going to impact people's perceptions and views of it already. I think you're already seeing that. Uh, am I happy? No, I think, you know, Summertime would have been perfect. It works well for us uh, here in the, on the West Coast and, and those of us on this side of the world. Uh, so I didn't. I'm not happy about that. I think uh, our previous guest Suki Sandu raised some very good issues. Is that anytime you have an event like this, you actually need to sort of move crowds around and to have them basically in an area the side of Vancouver Island and Qatar itself as a nation is 2.73 million people. It's not a lot of folks, and to have that many people come in, half a million, million people. Uh, and somehow expect everybody to have a good time, plus a no beer ban as well. <laughs> I don't think that was the right thing. So, in a, in a long answer to your question, yeah, I'm not completely happy, but it will get back to just the football. So. It will, it will at some point. And I've been even trying to think about, you know, why doesn't this World Cup feel like a normal World Cup for me? And yeah, you know what? Part of it is the, you know, it's the time difference. Part of it is is just um, sort of. You, you know, all the other storylines that that we've heard. Maybe it is it the games itself. Maybe, you know, there's a lot of different teams in there that we kind of haven't seen before. But I really thought about it. And then it kind of took me back to the weekend here. So this is FIFA president uh, Gianni Infantino. Mm-hmm. Today I feel uh, Qatari. Today I feel Arab. Today I feel African. Today I feel uh, gay. Today I feel disabled today i feel uh, a migrant worker but does he really (laughs) this is the world cup these aren't things that i'm used to hearing here you know this fifa president doesn't actually know what it's like to be any of those things and when we talk about migrant workers a lot of them can't actually leave the country 
Well, they don't have their passports. They don't have right? their passports. Well, that is to, why. I used to, uh, whenever I um, go and report from Afghanistan, I'd go in and out of Dubai, which is next door. And they're, they're a bit more liberal with the rules. Uh, it's not like Doha. Um, but the and I've gone through Dubai about fourteen times, right? But there are two classes of people. There's the locals, and then there are the ex- expats that work there. And when you look at all the buildings that are being put up, it's predominantly South Asian, Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, Nepalese. Uh, you have some Egyptians uh, as well. You go to the hotel staff, predominantly Filipino. You'll have some uh, Brits as well, probably in the real estate market, that sort of thing. But there is a hierarchy in regards to jobs that are available there in, into that, in that part of the world. So I think it's a little of all of that. And no matter what FIFA says... They can't change that. It was just a bad decision. No matter what they say now is going to change that. It was, and you know what? It is too late to change that as well. I know we've heard it from different, many other um, managers, even sort of before the World Cup, and even players like, hey, if you wanted to sort of change this, it needed to be done 10 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Like they, it, this World Cup was announced in 2010. What have we been doing since 2010? 12 years later, the World Cup here still happened. And one of the biggest controversies that we've seen even today is the wearing of the One Love armbands. So as we know, in Qatar, um, same-sex relationships are illegal, essentially. And um, so there are certain teams, about seven of them, seven countries and their captains were planning to wear uh, an armband, rainbow-colored armband with the little heart on it, says One Love on it. Mm -hmm. FIFA banned that. So England captain Harry Kane was adamant leading up to the tournament, I'm going to wear it. FIFA banned it. But the countries at first kind of thought, hey, you know what? If we get sanctioned, maybe it'll just be a fine, right? Yeah. That's all. A fine's nothing. But FIFA said, no, we're going to give you a yellow card. So there'll be seven captains already on a yellow card. Now, why is that important here? Well, if you get two yellow cards in two separate games in the tournament, you're suspended for one game in the tournament. Oh, okay. So, that so it, if you're already on a yellow yeah. and you haven't even played a game yet, you know, I, no captain is going to sort of take that risk. So every single captain, including England's Harry Kane decided against not to wear that armband. Instead, they wore the one that FIFA told them to wear, which is this navy blue one. I think it says, like, anti-discrimination on it or something like that. Wow. So that's the biggest thing here today. And that sort of, you know, it overshadowed the games. England beat Iran 6-2. to And, uh, yeah, exactly. And the fact that the FIFA president yesterday says, I feel Arab, I I feel like a migrant worker, I feel gay, and then they come in and and say this today, right? So I'm sorry, just completely hypocritical. So walk me through the games. You're talking England uh, and um, who was England playing today again? Iran. Iran, The Iranian national team as well did not sing their national anthem um, before the game to show, you know, solidarity as well with what's going on in that nation. But, yes, England did defeat them 6-2. to is it the most surprising result? Not really, but with England, you know what? You can never really bet on this. It's never a sure thing with England. And I, and I know that. I am an England fan, and I have been my entire life. The easy games are never easy. The hard games are never easy as well. We um, just don't have easy games. I, I just love it when the Brits do win because every victory is viewed as just like when I was watching it today, it looked like they just won the World Cup. You know what? I have the sounds here as well. Yeah, this, yeah. Was in, this was in London when England went up 3 to nil. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like it's a pretty good time there. Sounds like we won something. It's game one. It's game one. It is game one. Yeah, yeah. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, uh, U.S., uh, it was a a tie with Wales. U.S. was a tie with Wales here, one-to-one. Great game there as well. Um, The Welsh tied it up late with the penalty. Is that a surprise? Uh, No. No? No. 
I don't think the Welsh have it anymore. You know what? The Americans are a pretty good team. I still yeah. think the U.S. will get out of this group here. England, Iran, Wales, and the U.S., U.S. second, England first. So what games tomorrow are you looking forward to? Uh, tomorrow, Argentina are playing Saudi Arabia. Okay. Easy Argentinian win. I believe France are playing Australia. And also, there's, a, there's actually two more here. Denmark and Tunisia, Mexico, Poland. Okay. I mean, there, there's, there's some good ones in there, but there's some pretty easy Victories there. But when, when Argentina plays, you want to watch them because they're just so masterful. Lionel and, Messi will probably be his final World Cup. He's not going to win it this year, guys. I'm sorry to yeah. tell you. <laughs> and and uh, for those who are listening, Canada... Uh, plays on Wednesday. Belgium, Wednesday, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. local time. Local time here in Vancouver. Ryan, thank you. No problem. All right, that's our Ryan Lee Hall. We'll talk a little bit about the World Cup. We're going to sort of bounce back back and forth uh, in regards to the World Cup, but we're big sports fans here, and I know there's a huge amount of football fans or soccer fans out there uh, as well, and we'll stay on top of the news.